0: In progress. Okay, so after the Kufyud, the mission on top of So the mission says like this. <laughs> so you have Ruvain lent Shimon money. So Shimon owes Ruvain money. And Ruvain has a star that says that Shimon owes Ruvain money. Shimon claims the star is fake or it was already paid off. Why? And he says, I'll prove it to you. Ruvain lent Shimon money. But later, Shimon sold Ruvain a field. So Shimon's point is like this, if I owed you money, then when I gave you the money for the sale, you shouldn't have given me the field, you should have held on to it. If you owed someone $10,000, uh, and then a month later, um, the person who owes you money sold you a field, so you should have said, when he gave you the cash, you, you should have said, just keep it. The fact, if I owed you money, you wouldn't have sold me a field, you would have held on to the money instead of keeping the field. So or you would have held on to some of the money, but if, if I took Oji money, you wouldn't have sold me the field. So that's a proof that the shtar, that the star is, is either falsified or was already paid up. So that's, that's his claim. So Sada. Admin says that's a good Taina, meaning that's a good, legitimate reason to say that the loan was probably already paid off, because if the loan was not paid off, you, would have, you wouldn't have sold me a field. Again, if I owe you hundred thousand dollars and then a month later I have a star that says that you sold me that that that, um, that you sold that you sold me a field, so you, you gave, that I gave you money for your field, you wouldn't have given me the field. You would have just kept the cash if I take owed you money. So that's a proof that the, the, the loan was already paid up and I lost my receipt. The Chum disagree. They say, no. He says, no, the guy's very clever. He sold you the field so that there's collateral. Because we know that there's a, once there's a lien on the property, then it's a, a way to ensure that he'll get his money back. Meaning, Itaka still owes you money. So why, if Itaka owes you $10,000, why would you sell him a field for $100,000? You should hold on to $10,000. He says, that's not smart. If I give you a field, then there's a lien on the property, I'll definitely get my, my loan back. I'll take the field and I'll get everything back. So it could be that Hitaka still owes him money and he still sold in the field. So that's the, the question is, so it's a mechleik, it's aad of who we believe. Now the Gemara says, <laughs> The Rabbanan, it's a little bit strange. Again, the, the case is where I owe you $100,000. Then a month later, you sold me a field. So I gave you... for the field. So Admin says, if I taka owed you money, you wouldn't have given me the field. You would have taken the $150,000, said, okay, here's 50 back, (laughs) bye-bye. That's what you would have done. And it's a good ta'ina. So what's taka the sheet of the Rabbanon? So the Gemara says, (laughs) The answer is like this. There were different locations. Some places they would give the money first, then they would write the star. Now, Taka, if you give the money first for the sale of the land, and then the star is written, then Adman is one hundred percent correct because if again I owe you one hundred thousand dollars, and then I'm I'm buying a field from you, and I give you one hundred and fifty before writing the star, so the sale is not finalized yet. When you get the one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you should have taken 100000 hundred and give me back the fifty. That's Poshin. Everyone is is everyone agree, agreement. Mm-hmm. The machloekas is in a scenario where the mining of that location is they write the star first. Now the second the star is already written, the sale is finalized. So what's the machloekas about? You can't just hold on to the cash. You, you couldn't do that. You have to give them the land. So what's the machloekas? <laughs> Admin says that if Yutaka still owed him money, then he should have gone over to the Aden privately and said, Listen... I'm doing the sale, but you should just know I'm not giving him the field fully. I'm taking some of the cash. I'm, I'm, I mean, he should have clarified he owes me money. He should have spoken that out. And the fact that he didn't means that the, that there was no loan. That's adman shita. The rabbans say no. They say no. You can't do that because Rashi, Rashi says that he should have told the edim lemim I'm not. I'm, not, I'm only selling it to him mm-hmm. so that I could use as a collateral. This sale is not a sham, but he owes me money. I'm just doing this so that I can have collateral to get my loan back. The fact that he didn't say that he didn't mention the loan says Adman means the loan's gone. The rabbans say no. If he would have said that, what would have happened? They would have, the word would have spread, and everyone would have known that this is a sham, and you can't do business with them anymore. Rashi says no. no that, 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 you can't. You know, you can't. If you plan on the sale being you know real, and you start telling people it's not a real sale, even if you just tell they them, it's kind of words going to get out. Oh. So that that wasn't that wasn't going to work. Okay, you, that was. You so, Exactly. Yeah, that's a smart thing. So that's Sugi number one. No, now, sugi... It's actually filed. It's, I never understood that. It's filed in accuracy. It's there. There's a little stipulation. And then when the money, then they release the money. and Oh, then... I Now, Sugi number two is a little more tricky. And that is, very zalza. Very simple. I have a loan that says, you owe me 50 bucks, and you have a loan that says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe you 50 bucks. So the question is, do we, is there a purpose of the bezin making me give you 50, and then you give me 50? Is there a purpose to that? So Admin says, mm-hmm. First of all, Admin says, um, if, if, Why, why, would, if, I why, why would I lend you money if you owe me... I, I, I have a shadow that says you owe me 50 bucks, and then you have a star that says, "I lent you fifty bucks. If you owe me fifty bucks, why am I lending you fifty bucks? I should take money from you. I shouldn't be giving you money." So Admin says, "The fact that the fact that there's a second star means that the first loan was already paid up." The Chum disagree. They say, "No, why can't you have two people loan each other money?" Meaning Admin believes that you cancel the loans out. Right. Chum say, "No, you give him the money. He gives you the money." Now we're going to have to try to figure out, according to the Chachamim, what is the purpose. What is the tachlis of me putting money in your hands then you literally a moment later give me back we'll have to figure that out so so the Gemara says like this It's mine. Now that that machloikas is in the Mishnah. Now the Gemara has a slightly different machloikas. shtar shaitziushtar choyv, zelzet. It's a very similar case. I have a loan document and you have a loan document against me. So my loan document says you owe me $1,000. You have a loan document that says I owe you $1,000. So Rav Nachman Omer, V Zegoyv. Rav Nachman says, Well, I have to give you a 1000 and then you have to give me a 1000 why Why are we flipping this back and forth? Meaning, taking money from one pocket, putting it, in the, what's the tachlis? I'm going to give you a thousand, and you're going to me a thousand, I'll just keep a thousand. So so Hashanah says there's no purpose of playing this game. Rav Nachman feels there is a purpose. Now the Gemara explains. Now, Rav Nachman is obviously, he was not a foolish person. If Rav Nachman says there's a purpose for me to pay you and then you to pay me, it means that something will change, something will happen. Now, so Here's the deal. I'll, I'll explain a little bit outside. We'll see it inside. The, the, there were three different levels of fields. There was Zibiris, the, the cheap, middle, Beninus, and Idus, superior. I, idus is the highest, the virus is the lowest, then Beninus. The halacha is that when you collect for a loan, you always collect Beninus. Okay. So the Gemara wants to say, perhaps, or of Nachman, who says that I take money from you and you take money from me, that we actually go through the game, is because there could be a nafgamina, depending on what land I have and what land you have, there could be a nafgamina where I could actually gain and you could maybe gain or get hurt. How so? So the Gemara says, okay, let's speak it out. De Kuli Alma, uh, everyone agrees. Let's say I have superior land and you have superior land, or Bainis I have average land and you have average land, or zibaris, is zibaris. Or I have inferior and you have inferior. Meaning, if we all both have the same assets there is zero purpose. If I have inferior land, and you have inferior land, so you're going to take my inferior, I'm going to take your inferior, we're both hanging up with inferior. Same thing with superior, and same thing with average. If everybody has the same type of land, there is a zero purpose in playing the game. What is the case? Here's the case. A little tricky, but let's just hold up. I have beininess, I have average, you have zibirus. Okay, you have cheap. I have average, you have cheap. Now here's the deal, there is a machloikas, when we say that you take average land for a loan to collect a debt, you're, you're supposed to take average, not inferior, not superior, you're supposed to take average. Who's average? Meaning, if I have cheap and average, then all of a sudden if you go from my perspective, right. then the average is actually superior because it's the best I have right. and my cheap is average. If you go by average of the world, then my average is the average of my cheap. So that's the machlekes. The machlekes is like this: says there's a purpose of taking it. Again, I have average, you have cheap. Why? So this is the only time where it's negay. I have average, you have cheap. Now, if you, if I who has the, um, if you who have the cheap, if you take it first, here's the case. Boiva you have the cheap land you collect first so now you I have no land you have cheap and you have my average but because Rav Nachman says it goes by you it's not objective it's subject it's not subjective it's no it's not objective it's subjective so because you now have cheap and average your average becomes superior your cheap becomes average I collect average. So I had average, you had cheap, you took my average, and I got cheap back. So there was a purpose. The purpose is you gained, I lost. Because again, you started with cheap, I had average, you took my average, so now you had both, your average becomes superior, your cheap becomes average, I get your cheap, which is average. So I started with average, and I ended up with cheap. That would be the purpose. Rav Sheshis, who says there's no purpose, is Rav Sheshis says, we go by the average of people. Meaning, if you have cheap and I have average and you take my land that's average, I take that same average back. We don't say, well, the average becomes superior. No, we go by the regular person. The regular person averages average. So according to Rav Nachman, we go by you. According to Rav we go by the regular Hamoyinam. So according to so, according Rav Nachman, you had cheap, I had average. You took my average, which became your superior. Your cheap became average. I got your average. So I started with average and I ended with inferior. According to Rav we go by the average person. You take my average, I get my average back. So there's zero purpose of playing the game. Now, the Gemara says the whole nafkamina, the Gemara is saying is in the following case you have cheap I have average you took my average first so now you have two you have you have average which becomes superior your' cheap becomes average I get your average so I started with average and I got I ended up with cheap. What about the opposite case? Again, you have cheap, I have average. What if I took yours first? Right. So I took your cheap. You know what happens? You take my cheap back. So according to, so we're saying, oh, there's a whole Nachman where you took first. Why are you taking first? If I take first, right, they both have the same deeds of, of loans that are going to the court at the same time. So if you took mine first, the halacha is, then you now have cheap, and average, you took my cheap. I was like, you took my, you took my average. So I'm going to take my average back. So the the, the whole nafkamina is only if 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 you collect first. If I collect first, there's no nafkamina. So why are Nachman was saying the big nafkamina is if you collect first. Why are you collecting first? If I collect first, uh, to make. To, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says. The answer is you made the claim first. But But it still doesn't matter if your document is, it doesn't matter if your document is first. We're both going to court. If we're both going to court and you're telling me there's only an Afkamina if you collect first, what if I collect first? Because if I collect first, that means I took your inferior. I give you back your inferior. There's no minute. So the Gemara says, okay, so again, we're trying to figure out, according to Rabbi Nachman, what is the purpose of me taking land and then giving back land? So at first we thought the case was. You had cheap, I had average, and the of machalik is whether you go by objective or subjective, and it's only an afkamina if one collects before the other, because if the other one collects first, there's no an afkamina. So the Gemara says, okay, forget it. The Gemara says, The answer is very similar to what we had before, but instead of just you having one land and I have one land, you have superior and average. I have Z-Virus, I have cheap. So if I collect first, that means I'm taking your average. So I got average from you, but I now have cheap and average. My average becomes superior, my cheap becomes average. So I took average from you and I'm giving you cheap back. That's enough, Camino. Or the opposite. You take my cheap and then I take my average, I take your average. So either way, they're not going to be equal because they're not equal. You have average and and superior, I have cheap. They're not going to be equal. Okay. That could be one Navkamina, where Nachman, again, he goes, he feels that you go by subjective, Ravshesh goes objective, and that, that could be a nafkamina. Okay, fair enough. The Gemara says, okay, well, so you're saying according to Nachman, there's a purpose of going back and forth. Rishesh says there's no purpose. Tanan, well, what does the Mishnah say? The Khum say that we do this. Now here's the thing, the Chachamim and Rav Nachman are lined up. Rav Sheshis said there is no purpose of playing of going back and forth. The Chachamim say there is, so Rav Sheshis can't really argue on the Chachamim. So how could Rav Sheshis say that there's no purpose of you giving me money, I give you money, just let it be, cancel each other out? The Mishnah says that we do collect from each other, so how could the Rav Shesh argue on the Mishnah? So the Gemara basically wants to know what case is the Chachamim, where everybody agrees there's a purpose. You see, Rav Sheshis and Rav Nachman are arguing in their specific scenario, where there's different types of lands, and you go by subjective or objective, fine. But there's obviously some case in the Mishnah, where everybody agrees there's a purpose, and that's the Chacham that there's a purpose for me to give you money, and you give me money. There is a nafkamina. Even Rav Sheshis agrees. And the question is, what is that case? So, the Gemara says, Targumar of Nachman Alibid Rav Again, Admin and the Mishnah felt that I loaned you money, you loaned me money. So Admin says, well, that shows that the first loan was obviously either canceled or paid up because if you still owed me money, again, uh, just, just to, because my brain is a little bit slower. I have a shtar that says, you owe me $100. Then you have a star that says, that I gave you $100. Why did I give you $100? I should be collecting money, not giving money. The fact that I'm giving you money means that the first loan was already paid up. The Chams say, no, 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 no. Very possible. You give him, he gives you. So the question, what is that case? So the answer is, the cases where the loans are not for the same length of time. Meaning, the first loan, your loan, is you loaned me money for 10 years. A month later, I loaned you money for 5 years. That makes sense, and it's not a tiny at all. You're going to say, why would you loan him money? He owes you money. Yeah, he owes you money in 10 years. <laughs> I'm not going to get it for 10 years. This Until that point, he needs money. He's going to borrow. That, that's very reasonable. Now, the problem is, we have a machloikis in the Mishnah between Adma and the Chachamim of whether the loans cancel each other out, meaning whether it makes sense that I would loan you money. Now, if the case is, here's the problem. I'll speak it outside. Here's the problem. If I loaned you for 10 years a 10-year loan, you owe me in 2032 and then a month later you loan me money for five years, who could have a taina on that? Who would say, Mr. Lodge, why, why are you loaning him money? He owes you money. Yeah, because he owes me money in 10 years. That, that's not a Shiloh. And you also didn't have a time value of money with rivers. Exactly. And, and, and so the point is, so everyone agrees in that scenario that that's legitimate. No one would say, why are you loaning him money? He lo- owns you. Yeah, he owes me in 10 years. You say, okay, the opposite case, which is the five year loan came first, meaning I loaned you for five years, then you loaned me for 10. That's a little strange because, they, you know, your loan, I loaned you for five, and now you loaned me for 10. But again, when did you loan me for the 10? If you loan me for the 10 during the five years, it still makes sense. I loaned you for five years. A month later, I'm like, hey, I actually need some cash. Can you help me out? And then you give me a loan for 10 years. That's fair. The only, so you'll say, okay, I'm going to speak on all these possibilities, and then is going to read it. You say, okay, what about this case? I loan you for five years. Then after five years, you loan me for 10. Now that's very strange, because if the loan is already up, you shouldn't be loaning me. I should be collecting. Now here's the problem. That makes sense. That's, that's odd mind. What is the chacham? About? Meaning, in other, in other words, when is there a case where they argue? If you're loaning them during the loan with, where it is an owed yet, everyone should agree that that's legitimate. If the loan is already owed, everyone should agree it's not legitimate. What exactly is the case? Let's see it inside. The Gemara says, uh, The two loans are not the same length of time. One's for 10 years, one's for 5 years. So the Gemara says, Well, hey, well, what's the case? If I loaned you for 10 years, and then a month later, you loaned me for 5 years, well, why is that a problem? Why would anyone have an objection? Why would Adman feel that that... Right? Adman's whole sheet is that if you loaned him and he loaned you, that means the first loan must have been cancelled, because why are you loaning him money? Well, if the first loan is for 10 years, and then a month later I'm loaning you for 5, that makes sense why I'm loaning you money. I'm not getting the money for 10 years. Recording in progress. What we'll just happened? Something just canceled the recording. There. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So the Gemara says, whatever. So the Gemara says, so that, that, that that's not a problem. So rather, um uh, uh, yeah. Ella Risha and Lachame and lesser, it must be the cases where I loaned you for five years, then you loaned me for ten years. Now here's well the question is when did you loan for ten years? Hey If I loaned you for five years and then after the loan was up, after I owed you the money, you then let me for ten years, I totally get Adman. Admin makes a lot of sense. If you if you already owed him money and it was already the debt was already ready to be collected, why are you loaning him for ten years? It must be the loan was already paid up. Lloyd my time um the loi um So what exactly is the case where there's a machlekes? So the Gemara says, The case is where I loaned you money for five years to be collected on January 1st. December 31st, if there are 31 days in December, December 31st, the day before the loan is up, I I need money. The question is, would someone loan money when you know you're getting money the next day? Odd mind feels, no, odd mind feels, if you know you're getting money the next day, you're not gonna loan him money, you'll just wait. Even if you need the money, you're not gonna do it. The very fact that you loaned him money means that the first debt was already played. They're up on it exactly what you said, which is, I- I- I'm getting money tomorrow. I need money today. I'll loan him money." Meaning so that's, the the machlaikas is, I loaned you money for five years and then the day before the debt is supposed to be paid, you loan me money. The question is, would I collect money from you as a loan a day before the debt is supposed to be paid? Admin says, no, you would just wait 24 hours and then collect it. And the fact that you didn't collect it, you took it as a loan, means that the the first loan was already paid up. And they're going to say, no, tomorrow is when you're owed the money. If you need the money today, you'll loan the money. It's that's the machleikus. The Gemara says the Gemara says okay that's the first answer of again when would there be an Afkamina of me giving you uh, uh, land and you giving me land back so because Rav Nachman or Rav is never nafka mean, so the answer first is where the loans are not the same length of time once five years once ten years Rami Bar has a different answer <laughs> the case is where the two loans are not the same meaning we we, we don't thought that. I don't think they're going to sell land to someone uh, in one day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, so so R- Rami Mohammed's answer is like this. Again, we have a problem. The problem is, if I loan you money and then you loan, loan me money, what is the purpose of going back and forth? They're going to cancel each other out. So the answer is they're not the same loans. The first answer was they're not the same length of time, five years, ten years. The second answer is one is a person loaning the other one. One is the assignment collecting for their father. The halacha is you pay You Yisayimim never have to pay a debt unless there's land. If they don't own land, they don't have to pay the debt. So the case is Ruvain lent Shimon money and then Shimon died. So then Shimon's kids are collecting Ruvain's debt. So while there are two debts, they're not the same. One is collectible and one is not collectible. Because you pay the Yisoyimim, but you don't pay from Yisoyimim. So one loan is collectible, one loan is not collectible. So when the Mishnah says in such a scenario, they pay up, the reason why you pay up is because both loans are not the same. One is a collectible debt and one is not a collectible debt. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Tell me the case of the Mishnah... Is where one pays, the other doesn't pay, because one, one is assignment one's not. The Mishnah says they both pay. So the answer is mm-hmm. It means one one pays and one should pay, except that they're assignment so they don't pay. Okay. So Amar Rava, says, I have a problem with this Shita for two reasons. Chada First of all, it says they both pay. You tell me only one side pays. They pay the Yasama, the Yusim don't pay. It says which means they both pay. So you can't say both sides are not paying. Uh, let me ask you a question See, the the reason why both sides are not paying is because one is a living person so he's paying the assignment. but the Yisoyimim when he says can you pay me for my loan they say we don't have to because we don't have to pay our father's debt we only have to pay our father's debt if there's land there's no land so the Gemara says so why don't we just give them land and then collect from it. Meaning, give them land, that'll create a lien on the property. Meaning, Rav Nachman, again, you have two people. You have have Reuven, who's alive, and you have Shimon's heirs. They both have loan debts against each other. So we said, what's the purpose of paying each other? The answer is, because Yisomim are on one side, Reuven will pay the Yisomim, but he won't collect. Why won't he collect? Because Shimon's heirs don't have land. Let me ask you a question. How is Reuven paying the debt? Cash. He has $1,000 cash, he's gonna give them cash, and then he's gonna say, Can I have money back? And they're gonna say, Well, no, we don't have to, we are them. Let me ask you, you know what would be smarter? Instead of paying cash, why not pay land? He should pay land to them, and then he could collect land. And if you do that, then there's no nafkamina. Meaning, meaning, you're telling me there's only a nafkamina because you're paying cash. So you're paying the assignment, but you can't collect from the assignment because you can't collect cash from the assignment. So pay land. So you give them land and then you collect land. So the Gemara is a Kasha, that's a good kasha. That's a good kasha. Meaning the Gemara is saying there's 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 no there's a there's a purpose to do it because you can only you can only pay the Islam, you can't collect from them because they don't have land, so pay them in land. <laughs> the Gemara says Kasha, it's a good title. Now the Gemara just ends off with this. The Gemara says, I, I have one more nafgamina. It could be that the Isaimim actually have land. And we said, right, we, before we said there was a machlaikis of Nahun or, or sheshis. is there a purpose of me giving you land and you giving me land? So we said the only time there would be, and it's a machlaikis, is where. I have Zibiris, you have Idis. And the question is, are you subjective or objective? And as a machalegu, so the Gemara says, I actually have a case. It could be as follows. And this is the last tricky part. The rest of the daf is is not not that difficult. The case is like this. The orphans have cheap. The other guy has superior and average. So the Asayimim take average from him. And you know what they give back? They don't give back average. They give garbage. Yisaimim. whenever they pay land, they pay garbage. So the question, so the Gemara says, that could be an Afgamina court to everybody. Whether it's subjective or objective, the Yisoyimim are just giving back garbage. So they take average and give back garbage. That's an Afgamina. So the Gemara says, <laughs> The answer is, this concept that orphans only pay garbage is only true if they're brought to court. However, if you were to take average land from them, it would be a, a solid collection, but the evidence. So the reason why there's not a nafkamina is because they would be taking average, and if you were clever and didn't go to court, you would just grab the average back. So therefore, there's no nafkamina in that regard. Okay, all right. Um, now we're beginning the end of the Masechta, descent like a flight. We're beginning the descent, and that is dealing with Eretz Yisrael, living in Eretz Yisrael, kedusha Eretz Yisrael, and it ha- the the nafkamina is as follows. The reason why this is brought up is you have sometimes in marriages where he wants to live in a certain area, she wants to live in another area, and the question is, who's legally able to force the other? So the mission says like this, There are three different provinces when it comes to marriage. There's Yehuda, Eber Yarden, and the Galil. Those are the three different areas that are relevant, which are not when it comes to marriage. How so? you cannot force one spouse cannot force the other spouse to in marriage to move um, and, and, and by the way what does it mean you can't force so get divorced the answer is if he tries to force her to do this she could demand a divorce and collect ksuba. and vice versa if she demands him to move then he could divorce her without suba that's why it's negat those three provinces, you are not required to move from one province to the other, even if it's from the same city to the same city, meaning, let's say one province, let's say America and, and and Europe are different provinces. You can't force someone to move from New York to London, even if New York and London are equal in size and in stature. It doesn't matter. You can't force me to go from one province to the other. I'm not required to do that. Within one province you could force to go from city to city or from village to village. Now, go to the next page. You can't force someone to go from city to village or village to city. Now, the Gemara is going to explain the difference. I'll just say it outside. To go from villi- city to village makes sense. She's used to the city, she's used to kosher food and yeshivas and mikvahs, you can't force her to go to shtetl. The opposite the Gemara is going to try to figure out is, why can't I force one spouse to go from a village to a city? Isn't it better to live in the city, look how much you have? And the answer is, cities are cramped and cities are congested and the houses are smaller and you can't force someone to go from what they're not comfortable. Now, you could, refor- you could force to go from a Uh, a bad home to a nicer house, you could force to go from a uh, not nice house, meaning within one city, you could force to go from a not nice house to a nicer house. You can't go from a nice house to go, um, mean, even within one city to the other, you can't force someone to go if the house is not as nice. Rav Shemim Gamliel says, even going from a not nice house to a nice house, I disagree. I don't think you could force. Why? Why? Meaning, if you're going to move from one city to the other, it has to be equal houses. I, this is a nicer house. The answer is, Good houses are, they're already testing. Meaning, the Gemara is going to explain, based on the neighbor that you're used to, you're sort of, your body's used to all these things, and and, and you can't sort of adjust. The Gemara is going to explain. Now, the Mishnah said you can't force someone to go from a city to a shtetl or a shtetl to a city. The Gemara says I understand why you why you can't force someone. You can't force the wife to go from a shtetl to a city. I'm sorry. Uh, opposite. A Krach is bigger. You can't go from a shtetl to a city. Ear is a city compared to a krach. So ear is a shtetl compared to a krach. So I understand why you can't go from a small town to a big town. Uh, a big town to a small town. Opposite. Because she's going from a large city where she has kosher food and restaurants and that stuff. You're making her go to a shetel, that's not fair. But forcing her to go to a big town, isn't that better? The answer is, How do I know that it's difficult to live in a large city? Meaning, moving from Queens to the Manhattan, while Manhattan has a lot more, there's a certain congestion, there's a certain energy, and there's a certain speed, and there's a certain tightness to the city that she may not be comfortable. There's a special bracha if you lived in Yishalayim, but outside of that, Yishalayim is tough to live in because conceptually meaning it should be difficult to live in such a tight city there's a special bracha of living in those areas but if not for the bracha it would be difficult so you can't force it to go from a shtetl to a town or a town to a shtetl now Roshim Gamliel says Roshim Gamliel Tainas um, even going from a bad neighborhood to a nice neighborhood is also not you can't force her it has to be equal you can't go from bad to good because it's not tested what does that mean? A change of routine causes stomach problems. Meaning, um, even if you go from a bad neighborhood to a nice neighborhood, the nice neighborhood has fancier food. She's not used to it. Meaning, is, if you're going to make her move from shtetl to shtetl or town to town, it has to be equal. Going to nicer is also she's not comfortable. She's not used to like. She's not used to the stuffiness. She's not used to the food being fancier. It causes her stomach problems. He can't force her to do that. She's used to a bad neighborhood. She has to stay yeah. with a bad neighborhood. It says in the Sefer Ben Sira, All the days of poor people are bad. Now, that means they have tough lives. Now, the Gemara explains I understand why it's bad during the week. You know, food. Shabbos should be great for They have so much food now. The answer is The answer is changing of routine. Can mess you up. So even shoppers in the which means they have a lot more food and a lot more comfortable. Yeah, but they're also they also they get sick from this. Ben Sira af Even nighttime is not good for poor people. Um, uh, the gemara explains why. Because their houses are always lower. Which means when there's rain that comes down, if there's dust that comes down, it always settles in the house. So even nighttime, when everyone's resting, it's not so nice because the house floods. Okay. Now, Mishnah says like this, HaKol Mailim Le'eretz Every spouse can force the other to move to Eretz Yisrael. Doesn't matter, husband or wife, you can move them. But you can't force to leave Eretz Yisrael. The Mishnah explains, HaKol Mailem Le'eretz by the way, there's a very famous. Uh, it's not for now. But there's a very famous tesis. Uh Tosas says, quotes of Chaim Kayan, that nowadays there's no mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael because the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael are too difficult to keep, and it's all Shilov. He, obviously, he holds the living in Eretz Yisrael is contingent on the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael. Roshel famously held that the mitzvah of living in Eretz Yisrael is a mitzvah of It's an optional mitzvah, meaning it's not obligatory. But if you do, you make of a mitzvah. Again, okay, it's not for now. But look at that tosas. So fine, the Mishnah says. Uh, within Eretz Yisrael, everyone can force to move to Yerushalayim you can't force to leave Yerushalayim both men and women now, okay. now this next part of the Mishnah seems to be contradictory and the Mishnah is dealing with if you marry a woman in one location but you divorce in another and there were different types of uh, 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 currency which currency do you use? do you use where they got married or where they got divorced? So the mission says, <laughs> If you marry a woman in Eretz Yisrael, and you divorce her in Eretz Yisrael, so then obviously no Yislam Eretz Yisrael. Obviously you have to give her the currency of Eretz Yisrael because you got married and divorced in Eretz Yisrael. Fine. So far, so good. You marry in Eretz Yisrael, but you divorce her in Kaputkio, you give her the money of Eretz Yisrael. Now that seems to indicate that you go by where they got married, not where they got divorced. The problem is the next line. You get married in Kaputkio, and you divorce in Eretz Yisrael, Nice and married, You give her the money of Israel, which is they got divorced. So obviously the Gemara is going to point out these line itself. It's it's a contradiction. Do we go by where you got married or where you got divorced? The Gemara is going to analyze. Lila says, nice and nice, Kaputki. He says no. You go by where they got married. If they got married in um, if they got married in Kaputki, you have to give money in Kaputki. Rishon is much more consistent. It's always where you got married. That's when the obligation set in. If you got married in Kaputkio and divorced in Kaputkio, you give the money of Kaputkio, that seems to be pretty push. Okay, let's let's run through it. Hakol mailen. The Mishnah said everyone can force their way to go to Eretz Yisrael. Who is that inclusive? Obviously it's talking about a husband and wife. What else is also inclusive? It's referring to Avadim, meaning if you have a Jewish slave, you could force him to go to Eretz Yisrael with you. And he can't say, I don't want to go. Then the Gemara says, Now, there were some versions of the Mishnahis that actually had Avodim explicitly in the Mishnah. So according to him, what is the Hakol asuyeh? What is it inclusive? It's including going from a bad house to a nice house to a bad house. Meaning, you could force your wife to go to Eretz Yisrael even if the house in Eretz Yisrael is not as nice as your house in Chutzlar. Okay, then the Mishnah says, but you can't force to leave Eretz Yisrael. Who is that inclusive? That's not inclusive. That's referring to a non-Jewish slave who fleed his master and ran to Eretz Yisrael, And the master wants him to leave, to come back to Eretz Yisrael. We say to the master, You have to sell him in Eretz Yisrael and leave him in Eretz Yisrael. You can't force him to leave. You can't force a slave to leave if he runs to Eretz Yisrael, Even a non-Jewish slave, you have to sell him and free him, and he becomes a Jew in Eretz Yisrael. Now, I call my Then the Mishnah says everyone could be forced to go to Yishalayim. let who is that inclusive? Again, the same thing. If you have a house in Tel Aviv that's beautiful, you could force her to move to Ushalaim even the house is not as nice. And you can't force to leave Yerushalayim. who is that inclusive? harol another Again, that means you can't force her to leave Eretz Yerushalayim, even if the house in Tel Aviv is nicer, which is pretty posh. It. Okay. Now, the Gemara speaks out what we said before, which is Tanara Bonam. If he wants to move to Eretz Yisrael, but she refuses. So es we force her to move to Eritiseral. Vim and if she still refuses, Taitsible. He could divorce her and she forfeits her Ksuba. Hiya Maris Lalis, what of the opposite? She wants to go to Eretz Yisrael, but He refuses. So es we force him. Vim and if he refuses, ksubah, He has to divorce her and he has to give her Aksuba. if let's say she wants to leave Eritiserol, and he refuses. So we force him to stay, to listen to her. And if he says, I'm leaving I don't care what you say, takes him like Suva. I'm sorry, if if, he, if if she wants to leave, so okay. we say to her, then you're getting divorced and you're forfeiting your ksuba. Opposite, via he wants to leave Eretz Yisrael and she doesn't. Then she's right, he has to stay in Eretz Yisrael. If he says, I'm leaving anyway, I don't care what you say, then he has to divorce her and he gives her the Ksuba. Now, I'll explain one thing in a minute. Let's finish it off and I'll tell you off the recording. Mm-hmm. So, the Gemara had the kasha that I mentioned in the Mishnah, which is, you, you marry one, a woman in one place and you divorce in another place. And mm-hmm. The question is, which currency do you use? It was a contradiction in the Mishnah. At first, it said you go by where you marry, and then it says you go by Eretz Yisrael always. So, so the Kamarah says speaks it. How goofy a contradiction. Katani it said in the Mishnah. Nas isha You get married in Eretz Yisrael. and you divorce in You use the currency of Eretz Yisrael, which is which by the way was cheaper. It was a cheaper currency. So you so so you see you go by where you got married. I'm basa shibudos, you go where you got married, not where you got divorced. But then the next line, nasi yishape kaputka, you got married in Kaputka, have a girshaberet Israel, you divorced in Israel, nois in marriage to Israel, you go back to Israel, where you get divorced. So first you go in Baritzisol where you got married, now you go in Baritzisol where you get divorced. What's going on? I'm basa guvaina So do you go by where you got married against the divorce? The answer is Amar Raba mikulik suva shanu The answer is Baritzisol is cheaper. We're, it is a contradiction what's the answer? the answer is we want to be lenient for that person Ksuba is der abonon so therefore he always has to pay the cheaper currency Rav Shem Gamliel says no you always go by where you got married both Lakula and L'Chom no he's always kaput. he holds that a Ksuba is the alright run through a little bit more it's not very difficult let's say I have a, 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 a document that says you owe me money but here's the deal it doesn't say the currency. It just said a hundred dinars. It just says like a, a hundred uh, a, a, a hundred uh, uh, you know hundred dollars. Uh, not dollars because nowadays we have different uh, let's, talk about, let's say um, you know let's say let's say everywhere in the world has a uh, they has use a has a shekel. So it says a hundred shekel. It doesn't say Israeli shekel, American shekel. It just says currency. It doesn't say which one. So kasev by Bavel. So look at the where it was written. If it says bubble, MacVegan oise bubble. Right? Look at where it says, you know, it says like where 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 is it where was it signed? If it was signed in bubble, then you use the bubble currency. Custom erit is all McVeighs. If it says erit all, use through. let's say it says stam, it doesn't have the location. So then it depends on what court you went to. If you brought them to court in Bavil, use Bavil. And if you brought them to court in Eretz Yisrael, then go to Eretz Yisrael. Now, let's say instead of coins, it just says silver. Now, that could be silver bars, that could be silver dollars, that could be silver, uh, you know, whatever. It just says silver. The borrower pays whatever he wants. Because it can be anything, so the Gemara says, "Masha ain't came which is not the case by k'suva. Now we just had two halachas. One halacha is the first halacha was that you go by where it was written, and then we said not like a k'suva. Right. So if the line not like exuba is going on that, that means that exuba is not go where it's written. So Ahai, wh- wh- that b'risa that says not like exuba, what is that referring to? Amrev it's referring to the first halacha, meaning the first halacha was that you go by a document where it was written as opposed to exuba. Exuba, we're always lenient. You either go by it was written, or where they got divorced. And who is that? Not like, that's not like Roshim Gamliel, Roshim Gamliel says you always go by Aksub where it's written. Now we're saying, no, Eksuva is different. It's either by where it's written, or where the divorce takes place, whatever's more lenient, because Eksuva, we're not like Roshim Gamliel. Okay. Now the last line of the Braisa was, that if it just says silver, you get to pay whatever you want. So the Gemara wants to know, how do I know it's not bars of silver? I think about it. You're paying silver dollars. There's a massive difference between silver dollars and silver bars. So why how, how do you know it's not silver bars? I always thought it would be interesting because I don't know. The Gemara says, the cases where it says coins. It it doesn't say silver dollars, it says silver coins, so it can't be bars. So the Gemara says, Ema priti. Okay, so you're gonna say, how do you know it's not a preti? A priti was like a penny. Yeah. The answer is, the kiss will have the You don't make pennies out of silver. So it can't be a currency, it can't be a type of silver denomination that people don't use. So let's just call it a little bit right. we'll do the famous Gemara. Whatever this means, this is a pelagic Gemara, it's, it could take hours to darshan this. and Taner HaBon, a person should live in Eretz Yisrael, even in a non-Jewish town of Eretz Yisrael, and don't live in if Eretz Yisrael, even in a Jewish town of Eretz Yisrael. why should I call it Yisrael? Because if you live in Eretz Yisrael, it's like you have a God, it's like you have if you live in Khutsart's like you have no god the tomb of Khutsart's is it's powerful Shanama law says given to have a god so the like amara says it means Every Jew in Chutzlaritz doesn't have a God. How could that be? Hashem is everywhere. And Loimelach It means that if you live in Chutzlaritz, it's like you're Avi Yichachavim because you, again, what this means, it's a whole shaila and the Rishonim of, of of why this is. It could be justam dealing with the goyim. At some point, you're going to be nechshal and Averis. It could be you're just going to the the tuma of Chutzlaretz is just it permeates your body. You have to know. Belichick finish up. They drove me away from Eretz Yisrael. And go worship other gods, meaning leaving Eretz Yisrael is like worshiping other gods. Who told David to serve other gods? It means that if you live in Chutzlaretz, it's it's like serving other gods. So I I just.